Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for being with us. It's ESPN Radio, 102.9 FM around Western Montana, or maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television or on the YouTube stream. You can also always stream the show from the station website, 1029ESPN.com. And you can also always be a part of the show, 406 888 1029, that's 888 Remember it because it is a Wednesday, so that means it's a Wing It Wednesday. The Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, they got a dozen wings for you, and uh, we got a pretty cool promotion coming up next month. I'll tell you about that here in just a minute. Tons of stuff to get to today, including the return of Grizz Hockey, so that will be part of our Desperado Wings giveaway. We also have tickets 
to the Grizz Hockey Game. Not one, not two. We have eight tickets, two four-packs to Saturday night's Grizz Hockey Game. It's Cat Grizz, Grizz Cat, whatever you want to call it. Montana State in town. The Grizz Hockey Team's first home game since mid-December, so they're back on the ice. We're going to get things started off, though, with the illustrious return of one of my good friends, Sean Rainey, the sports director at SWX Montana Television. I recorded with him last night. It was actually kind of fun. We started recording, and well, first we shot the breeze because I haven't actually seen Sean in a minute. Even though we were in Frisco, Texas together, he, uh, here on ABC Fox Montana as well as SWX, he was broadcasting all all the time when they were down there. I mean, he was doing noon and 3 and 5.30, and I can't even remember all the specific times, but they were doing a ton of stuff, ton of content. So great job by the ABC Fox Montana team and uh, all the sports guys at SWX Montana. But even though uh, Sean and I are in the same proximity, obviously because we uh, both work in the sports media world here in Missoula and around the state of Montana, I hadn't actually seen him in a while. So shout the breeze for a little bit, and then we started recording the segment we're going to play for you here in just a minute. But about six minutes into the segment, Sean gets a call. It's from Jaden Dawson, the new Grizz uh, junior college transfer, I guess grad transfer by way of junior college. He went to two junior colleges before then landing at Idaho State. Spent this last year at ISU. Now he's grad transferring to Montana. He came into the SWX studio for an interview. So uh, after Sean got done with him, I was like, well, I'll just interview him. The kid's here. So we'll play that for you tomorrow. And then Sean and I did a little TV segment, circle back around, and got into some stuff. So a little uh, behind the curtain there on uh, how all of this stuff comes together. But fun spending a couple hours down there uh, at SWX Montana. I also spent this morning, for a brief moment in time, with Robbie Beasley, uh, sophomore combo guard for the University of Montana. So we he will be our Grizz Star of the Week. We'll share that with you about 430 and then top of the hour, very excited for this. One of my good friends and a guy who's taught me so much about football, a guy who I have uh, learned a tremendous amount about not only football but life from uh, such a great talker and such a great storyteller. It's Jerome Sowers, longtime football coach, a guy who made his home here in Missoula uh, from 1985 all the way through 1997, famously the defensive coordinator for Montana, their first semifinal run in 1989 as well as national championship Win in 95, championship game appearance in 96. Then Coach Sowers took the head job at Northern Arizona ahead of the 1998 season, spent 21 years at NAU. He's the all-time leader in victories in Big Sky Conference history. Why is he in the news? We'd love to have Jerome on no matter what because he's got great stories, and it is sort of pertinent with the Grizz just finishing their celebration of the 25th anniversary of that 95 national title. But Jerome now is the head coach for the Montana State Northern Lights up in Haver. This is a splash, man. I've never seen a splash like this. Unbelievable. So we'll get the scoop from Coach Sowers for our ESPN roundtable. Then about 5.30, excited for this as well. I've been pumping this kid up, and I think it's because you need to know his name. He's unbelievable. He's a national-level athlete. He's Just in terms of relativity to, in his sport on the national scope, with the exception of Olympic skier Maggie Voison from uh, up in Whitefish, maybe Jake Sanderson, University of North Dakota hockey player who's from Whitefish, who will play for Team USA. Besides those two, Duncan Hamilton is right there in terms of on the national scale for his abilities in his sport. He's a distance runner at Montana State. He's from Bozeman. Why this week? He's joined us many times because he's been to the Olympic trials. He's a Big Sky Conference champion and All-American at the collegiate level. Uh, he just had such a banner year in 2021. Well, he's back in the news because he's the Big Sky Conference Track Athlete of the Week this week. 
after running a ridiculous 356 altitude adjusted, the fastest time in the United States in the mile last weekend in Bozeman. Two other gentlemen ran faster times over the weekend, but still, Duncan Hamilton, number three in the NCAAs and one of the top times in the United States and in the world so far in 2022 in the indoor mile. So amazing. He'll join us as part of our River City Runners series. Pretty funny, before we walked in the conference room here at SWX tonight, here on a Tuesday, uh, Sean Rainey had a Kansas-Oklahoma game up on the TV, and it was funny for a couple reasons. First of all, Tanner Groves, formerly of Eastern Washington, the reigning Big Sky Conference MVP, he's not in the Big Sky anymore, he's in the Big 12, plays for Oklahoma, but also funny, the last time I watched Tanner Groves play, it was against Kansas in the NCAA tournament, so uh, just a wild world of, of college basketball right now. I would try to think so hard, why have I had a hard time like getting in the flow of it. There's the cancellations. There's the elongated football season, all that stuff. But more than anything, it's because every single big sky game I go to, with the exception actually of the schools in Montana, Montana and Montana State, you don't know any of the guys on the other team because they're all brand new. It's crazy. The world of college hoops right now is nuts. It was cool seeing Tanner Groves on a national TV, though, because he's doing well there in Oklahoma. Oh, no, man. He's really good. And his brother was getting a little bit of play, too. But you said, I think with college hoops, especially for us, we're so used to Okay, Big Sky plays Thursday and Saturday. Right. And you get into the rhythm of everything, and when the rhythm is disrupted, it just makes it hard to follow everything. And then, like you mentioned, obviously covering Montana State all the way up until you know a couple weeks ago, you're kind of just so focused on that that you're not really diving into to college hoops yet. And then when we are ready to dive into college hoops, we had all these cancellations, so it's just kind of hard to get in the, the rhythm of things. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff here. Uh, Sean Rainey joining us, SWX Montana Sports Director. We're going to talk a little Crosstown High School hoops because I know Sean was out there at the Hellgate Sentinel game uh, last week. Games, I should say, last week. So we'll get some impressions on that. But I want to stay on this topic just for a minute because, like, last night it was startling to realize I was just watching the Monday Night Football game, the NFL game, because that's, like, normally part of your routine. And then I got a couple texts from people that were watching Big Sky Hoops, and I thought, oh, dang. There's five Big Sky games on, three men and two women. That's never happened in the Big Sky Conference. And so it is. It's just so weird. It's so hard to follow. It's also just going to be wild because we had, like, the Lady Grizz haven't played at home in a month. Forever. And, right. And then they're going to play at home Thursday. And then they're going to play, what, five games in nine days. Like, all these teams are going on these crazy stretches. I think Weber State has one where they play four games in eight days in four different cities. Idaho has a stretch coming up that's 8-17. and 17. Dave Sprinkle, Montana State's head coach, told us yesterday on the show that they're, dooms- they're planning for like the worst-case scenario, the doomsday scenario, and that's if it all gets pushed all the way to the end. And there is a scenario where they might have to play four games in six days before the conference tournament. That would be just so bad for anybody. I, I, think- I don't think they can let that happen. I don't think they will. I think if it gets to that point, I think games are just going to get canceled. Sure. Because what's the point? Every team makes the tournament anyways. Right. So what does it really matter? at the end of the day um you're gonna definitely want to obviously play you know try to get the montana montana state games like the big games in if you can but i think some of these are going to get canceled because we've had all these issues so far you think we're just going to go the rest the rest of the way from here on out with not a single issue because we're already kind of on the ledge here as far as being able to reschedule games and so i think if we have any more issues it's gonna be really tough so i think it's gonna get to a point where games are just gonna get canceled in the end because the wear and tear is going to be just too much on these teams. And then we'll just figure it out in Boise. But that's also going to just make it really interesting because you're going to be playing a lot of games in a short span right before a tournament where you're then going to be playing a lot of games. It's just uh, it's going to be a lot of tired, a lot of tired legs and uh, it's going to be a very interesting basketball. 
I totally agree with you. Sean Rainey joining us here, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And uh, I do agree with you that uh, the fact that it is a neutral site tournament in which every team qualifies, I think if they get like the bare minimum of 12 games in, which which is what the bylaws said last year to get in, I think that that's good enough. I don't think there's any use in just wearing your teams down because it not only does it hurt everybody going into Boise, it also significantly hurts your opportunities in the NCAA tournament. We're already sitting here with the big sky where that's pretty down. Weber, Montana, Montana State all had decent non-conferences. We're already fast tracking towards the winner of the league tournament, getting a 15 or a 16. So there's you don't you don't want them to, to then also be completely worn down when you get there. So you have to mitigate it somehow. I mean, the, one of the biggest things that could happen to the Big Sky to enhance the national profile, but also just drive revenue, is a team winning a tournament game. We're far away from that right now in the league, but you're gonna that makes your chances of that go down even further if the teams are just worn out when they win the tournament. I just can't. I just can't believe. Going back to Boise two years ago, well, we're sitting on the hotel bed doing yes. the radio show, wondering if the world was over. Yeah, and then and then we're talking about is the NCAA tournament going to get canceled? And here we are, freaking two seasons later, and we're still dealing with this. It's just so, oh, it's just exhausting and just over it. Well, I just, I mean, I know I, I'd never forget the day that that reporter from USA Today came in that random midday press conference early in the tournament that year and asked Brian Katz, the head coach from Sac State, Coach, what, how will the environment change? if they take the fans away. And I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Take the fans away? And then all of a sudden, we start to learn about it, and then the whole thing explodes, and all of a sudden, you know, NCAA tournament shut down. And the NCAA has to have the tournament, so I'm just so interested to see these this lack of contingency planning, uh, both at a league and national levels, how it's going to uh, just affect uh, everything. Well, speaking of hoops, let's talk some high school hoops. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director, joining us here on Nuanas Now. We're down at the SWX Montana Studios. I had to take a little break because we had to interview Jaden Dawson, New Greer's Corner. So that'd be uh, fun, something to look forward to on both SWX tonight as well as this radio show. Um, but let's talk about high school hoops. Before we get into some of the Crosstown stuff that you watched last week, high school hoops has got a shot clock. I know this is something that uh, we're excited about, but also I keep laughing just thinking about the inevitable just hiccups that are going to occur early on, right? Like just scheduling somebody to do it. And it's different when you're at like Sentinel and there's 1,500 kids and all these teachers. There's going to be shot clocks at Joplin versus Valier or whatever, where there's like 100 people in the whole town. You know what I mean? So it's just going to be interesting to see how it all works. But what do you think of this overall? Well, so I grew up with a shot clock. Right. Because you went to, you play basketball in a normal state. Montana's like the only state I ever been to that didn't have one. Yeah, but my school was 200 kids right we had like 100 people would go to the game at the most my gym was worse than any gym that i've seen in the state of montana and we had a shot clock and it was never an issue and it worked fine so i think people are kind of making too big of a deal about the logistics they're going to get in they're going to have someone to work it and then we're not going to have any issues i also had some people you know this one guy especially on twitter was just like how many possessions do you really think are over 35 seconds and it's like even if there's not that many, it's the end of game situation that completely changes. I've been to so many tournament games, so many regular season games. If you have an eight point lead with two minutes to go, the per- your percentage chance of winning are much greater than th- when there's a shot clock because the team that's down doesn't have to foul. They can just play good defense, get a stop, and then score on the other end. And so that's going to be the most exciting thing to me, and it's going to make it so the end of all these games don't take forever. Because there's, in that Hellgate Central game, even it was like a seven, eight point game, and then it was just a foul fest the last two and a half minutes. And so the, the shot clock's going to help with that. Um, and it's just, 
it's just getting it's getting with the times. Everyone, one coach told me, he's like, everyone in the world plays basketball with a shot clock except for a few American high schools, and that's right. it. And that's it. Think about that. If everyone does, except for you, out of everybody in the entire planet, then you need to get a shot clock. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see the evolution of it, but it is planned to be added uh, this next academic year. So 2022-2023, the uh, shot clock instituted across all varsity and sub-varsity hoops games uh, in the state of Montana. You mentioned the Crosstown. Last week, it was interesting because Sentinel played Big Sky and swept, and then Sentinel played Hellgate, and Hellgate swept. And Big Sky and Sentinel have not played. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so we still have one more Crosstown. There's also, uh, there'll be rematches here of these games as well. I believe that uh, Hellgate and Sentinel play at Dahlberg Arena on February 11th. Is that just girls, or is that both boys and girls? The the Golden Goat. Yep, the Golden Goat, which you guys will probably be doing, right? Yep, yep, we're going to be broadcasting both those games, so that'll be fun. Yeah, these matchups are um, interesting because, well, for a couple things. One, these Hellgate and Sentinel teams are not the as talented as some of the ones that we've had in the past. Obviously, Sentinels from last year with Germer, Frolic Fair, kind of all those guys, they don't quite have, you know, those dudes. Hellgate doesn't have the Raleigh Woosters and the Abe Johnsons sure. and, and all of that. So these teams aren't as good as some of the teams in the past, but that's what kind of makes almost this crosstown stuff more exciting. And Big Sky is much better than they've been yeah. in the past and are pretty talented. So you kind of have three teams that are all more on equal playing levels. It was kind of unfortunate for Sentinel that Peyton Stevens, their 6'7 big man, rolled his ankle with five minutes to go in warm-ups against Hellgate. And so he was out, and he plays a, a big role in that. And uh, Hellgate was just kind of in control pretty much throughout after the, the first quarter. And uh, they just kind of played Hellgate basketball, um, fundamental. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a surprise scoring, but they got the job done. So it'll be interesting, though, to see, watch all the matchups throughout the, the city as the season goes on. Let's make this our prep extra, why don't we? Thanks to Farmer State Bank for all their support of all of our prep high school coverage here on Nuanas Now. Farmer State Bank's been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. It is impressive how many good basketball players there have been in Missoula the last couple years. It's also sort of crazy that none of those guys play for the Grizz, but I don't really necessarily want to go down that rabbit hole right now. Uh, I just think that any time that there's... Um, uh, complaints about the attendance from certain people in the Montana Athletic Department. If you had some guys that went to Hellgate and Sentinel, I think you'd probably be drawing some more people, but that's here nor there. Give us some of the, the rundown, though, because I'm I, I just kind of diving back into high school hoops and learning about these teams, um, but it sounds like Hellgate has a lot of like pretty solid players. I know Ian Finch is a good basketball player who's going to go play uh, receiver for the Grizz, and uh, Connor Dick, the quarterback, he had 14 points the other night uh, in a Hellgate win. Uh, this Asher Top kid, who's a junior, is kind of an emerging star. I know Eric Bowie's kid is playing too, right? Dre Bowie, and he's a solid guy at Hellgate. Um, and then for Sentinel, I mean, what are we looking at for Sentinel? What are we looking at for basically? Just give us sort of a rundown of, of some of the, the best uh, talents on these teams. Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of did the rundown uh, for Hellgate. Yeah. They kind of remind me of, like, the Grizz basketball team of, like, a year ago, where... They have four or five guys that can all be your leading scorer um, that night, but you're not necessarily sure exactly like who the dude is. And they're you know they're really well coached. They play really good defense. Um, but yeah, Asher Top, uh, he can really shoot it. I've been playing with that kid pickup ball because his dad plays at the peak, and so I've been playing with Asher for years. And uh, it's funny as he's gotten you know over a foot taller. Yeah, Dre Bowie, uh, really talented as well. He was kind of 
pretty much injured, you know, last year and is starting to get healthy and has some talent and they have some size. Um, Big Sky overall, when you're looking at just kind of pure talent, I mean, they across the board probably have the most talent led by, you know, Caden Bateman, obviously kind of walking on to the Grizz and then you got Lewis Sanders and you got a bunch of guys there that are are really good too. It's just going to be very interesting to see because Hellgate and Sentinel have gone to state. They've been there. They know what it takes to establish that that kind of that that winning culture, that belief, and everything. And that's what Big Sky's trying to instill. And they haven't been able to break through um, this this group, this senior class for them. Had, I mean, that's they have wanted to go to state. They were on the the precipice of it last year. And so that's kind of the biggest question mark is like, can they can they break through? Can they win these close games? They've played other teams tougher than Hellgate and Sentinel have. They lost to West by a couple, but then they also like lost to Belgrade by a, they, uh, a couple. So they, they just need to find a way to be able to win late in the game, break through late, and just break through in general when it comes to just kind of establishing themselves as a winning program. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, coming to us here from the SWX Studios. On Nuanas now. I'm Coulter Nuanas. And uh, last couple things for you, Sean. We've talked so much on this show about the FCS National Championship game, so we'll stop uh, beating that dead horse. I kind of wanted to st- start talking a little bit about uh, the what lies ahead because uh, school started this week. As we record this on a Tuesday, that's the first day of school at Montana. I believe Montana State's back as well. And usually for mid-year guys, transfers that you're going to bring in, you want them to be on campus right now so they can be a part of winter conditioning and they can uh, you know, have enough academic progress to be eligible for spring ball and all that stuff. So uh, the Grizz, they lose 12 seniors from last year's squad, including guys like quarterback Cam Humphrey, a pair of Offensive tackles and Dylan Cook and Conlon Beaver. A pair of defensive ends and Joe Babros and Justin Belknap. For you, what are the biggest question marks for the Grizz in the offseason just from a personnel standpoint? Quarterback. Yep. Quarterback. <laughs> Quarterback. I mean, that's yep. what it's going to come down to. I mean, I know that they're, you know, they're going to be losing a couple guys on the line. That's obviously going to be, um, you know, an important thing. But I feel like they'll be able to, they're going to be able to find guys that will be um, good enough. You know, I don't know if they're going to be able to bring in guys that are going to make that offensive line the dominant one that they had in the past when they were winning but I think if you get a good quarterback and their line is about as good as it's been they'll they they will be able to take that next level to me if they if the Grizz want to take the next level it's just being able to have more of that dynamic playmaker at the quarterback position and so that's to me is the biggest question mark for them it's going to be so fascinating if they do get a, a game change in quarterback because it's going to go against so many of the principles that they want to play with. And that's the most like perplexing part about the Grizz is they, they can score 57 points and roll up a top eight Eastern Washington team in the playoffs without being particularly creative or dynamic on offense. What if they do, but then how does that affect the way that they play? I don't know. It's just going to be so interesting because they have had such a identity with how they win games and so much of it's not centered upon the quarterback. As we know, though, I mean, that's the thing that changes the game, right? I mean, Cole Johnson and the receivers that James Madison had is why Montana was out of the playoffs. Well, I think you can play with whatever style you want, but I still think you need a playmaker at the quarterback position. You can play however you want, with Dalton Sneed at the helm, Dalton Sneed could make plays. To me, he was he qualified as a playmaker. Sure. And I think you just need a playmaker at the position. Like when you need a play to happen, when you need to move the football, when you need big plays, big explosive plays. I think that's one of the things that this Grizz team lacked. They went when they went through that stretch during the middle of the season, and I know obviously they had injuries at sure. quarterback and things like that. But I want to say 
they went over a month without a play over 50 yards. So I think they're they just need those they need some more explosive players on offense. You looked at, at James Madison. They had a couple times like you get the ball in, in their wide receivers' hands and they could they could take it to the house. Christian Watson, all these yeah. all these guys that from some of these other teams that go far in the playoffs, they have those guys that keep you up at night on offense, those guys that can just get the ball in their hands and they're going to make plays. So I think that's something that uh, that they're lacking and they're going to try and get. But to me, I think they're going to be loaded on defense. Like, I think this defense is going to be really, really good, as good if not better than last year, and that's going to be really exciting and going to be, you know, the, the core of this team. And then if they can fill in those pieces on offense, I think that they, you know, could be scary good. Do you have to go chase – available transfers on the D-line for the Grizz, or do you want to just try to develop and further develop? Do you hope just guys like Jacob McGoring and De'Ari Todd and, and guys like that just take the next step, or do you want to go get some guys up front? Um, I think you get one. I don't think it's like a glaring need. I think like, you know, guys like Henry Noose will can, you know, get older and better and can rotate in. And I mean, he played a, a decent amount last year. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Yeah, I think they have, they have guys um, that could get the job done. Their, their drop-downs were uh, good last year, but they weren't, like, dynamic pass rushers that sure. were, you know, game-changers. You know, Joe Babros and Belknap were, were very solid and very good and an integral part of the defense. But they weren't – the defense wasn't great because those guys were just amazing, you know. So I think I think they, you know, can get, will get a guy, but I think they're, I think they're deep enough at that position. Um, I think inside, they're – they're not losing anybody inside, and I think that's going to be a, a, a big key because I, I think they're solid there, and I think they're going to be solid at linebacker and corner and safety. I, I think they're going to be pretty good defensively. I think they'll be good defensively as well, and uh, I know they got a couple other transfers potentially in the mix to come in at, at the very least to add depth or maybe push for or a challenge for starting spots, including a, a linebacker from Nebraska that was on campus this last weekend. I don't know which linebacker because there's like four linebackers from Nebraska in the transfer portal, so we'll continue to try to track that down. Um, but uh, needless to say, that would probably be a, a welcome addition given the graduation of Jace Lewis. They do have some good guys on the inside coming back, led by um, Marcus Wellnell as well as Braxton Hill. Um, but they might need a, just another body there at that inside linebacker spot. But that's not really a concern. And also, just think about it. I mean, you're basically almost, in theory, getting transfers at the running back position. Sure. They were so banged up last year that you get healthy at that position, and then Junior Bergen can, you know, play the slot, and they can move him around, and he could be a dynamic weapon on offense. I mean, that's almost kind of like you're getting extra transfers, just getting healthy at the running back position. Have you looked at all at this Lucas Johnson guy from San Diego State, the quarterback transfer? And if so, do you have any thoughts on him? A, a little bit. Um, it's I mean, so hard to look at these yeah. guys on film now, right? Because it's like everybody's film looks good. Because the editing stuff is just so slick now. Everybody can make their film look awesome. Yeah. I mean, obviously it looks like he can run the ball a little bit. Um, from the highlights, you, you did see it looks like he's comfortable throwing the ball on the run. Can he stand in the pocket? I have no I have no idea. I will say I'm I'm just always a little hesitant with guys that have transferred multiple times. That's just how I've always been because – he was great at San Diego State. Then why did he have to leave? Why did he have to leave? What is it, Georgia Tech was the other. Yeah. So to me, especially at the quarterback position, like it, I know that there could be you know coaching changes and staff changes and this and that. But I'm just always a little weary of multiple transfer guys. But you know we're gonna obviously hold our judgment and see how he is when he gets here. He's Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. Okay, NFL hot takes for us. 
Ooh. Who's your upset special? Because there's a lot. Of, there's four really good games this week. We got the uh, Bengals at the Titans on Saturday afternoon, and then uh, we got the Niners at the Packers Saturday night, and then uh, we got which one's first? I think Rams Bucks is first. Is that right or is that second? Either way, you got Rams Bucks and uh, then the uh, Bills Chiefs. So uh, any of those intrigue you? Um, well, I got the Bills winning or going to the Super Bowl. So do I. Yeah. So I like the Bills to upset the Chiefs. I picked before the playoffs started, I picked Cincy to beat Tennessee, but they got pretty banged up on the defensive line. I think that they had three starters on the D-line go out, and so that has me a little nervous. So I'm not ready to take Cincinnati yet, but I kind of like them uh, if you're getting three and a half maybe. And then I I think it's going to be more chalk on the NFC side. I know San Francisco is playing really well and they're on this run, but to in a must-win game to go into the Rams and you win that game and then now you're going on the road and you beat the Cowboys to then go on the road again in three straight weeks and get a win I think is gonna be tough I understand the run game I understand the matchup against Packers has been good but I can't take Garoppolo over Aaron Rodgers I just can't I just can't do it quarterback wise and so we saw how the Niners tried to they tried to lose that game against the Cowboys Cowboys just are were so inept themselves so I'm gonna take Rodgers and I'm gonna and I'll take Brady but you think that the Chiefs might be on a little upset watch, huh? Oh, yeah, dude. I think the Bills are rolling. The one thing that was holding them back is they, they couldn't figure out their run game. They couldn't figure out which running back. They're rotating all these guys, and they've let Devin Singletary just take the job, and they figured out how have a balanced offense using the running back and Josh Allen's legs, and that has opened up the rest of their offense. And I think defensively, I know they lost Tredavious White, but I think they're uh, you know they're playing well enough, and I think they match up well with what Kansas City does and um, it's gonna be hard because they went into Kansas City and smoked them last time it's hard to do that twice in a row Kansas City obviously gonna be pretty motivated that is gonna be just one heck of a game and uh, that's the one that I'm looking forward to the most but I think the Bills can get it done you want us now ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television Sean Rainey of SWX Montana joining us here on ESPN Radio thanks for being here everybody this was always fun yeah thanks for having me there you go the man SWX Montana Sports Director Sean Rainey, this is Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. About, oh, 15, 20 minutes from now, we're going to be giving you a dozen wings at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill and two four-packs of tickets to the upcoming Grizz Hockey Games. Uh, game, excuse me, singular. They do have a home-and-home home this weekend. Grizz Hockey does, Friday and Saturday. Friday's in Bozeman, Saturday back in Missoula. So, a pretty interesting Montana State-Montana rivalry. Also, top of the hour. Reminder, Jerome Sowers, longtime Big Sky Conference coach, now the new head coach for the Montana State Northern Lights Frontier Conference, gets the Big Sky's all-time leader in victories. Unbelievable uh, that he's heading to MSU Northern. But next, sat down with Robbie Beasley. He's having a breakout sophomore year for the University of Montana men's basketball team. Part of it's been spurred on by him playing a little bit more on the ball. What does he think of adjusting to the college game? How has he been able to flourish at the level he has? What are his thoughts on the city of Missoula? It's the greatest star of the week. Next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. ESPN Missoula Sports Center.
shockwaves emerged from the mining city on Monday with two huge decisions at the annual Montana High School Association meetings. Hello, I am Colter Luanez. Among a myriad of decisions, the MHSA voted to add shot clocks to all classifications of varsity and sub-varsity basketball across the state for prep hoops. And the MHSA also announced the addition of baseball as a sport. Representatives from the high schools all across Montana met in person at the Copper King Hotel in Butte to discuss and vote on a number of issues, but the two proposals that drew the most attention were certainly baseball and shot clock. Since neither was an MHSA bylaw, both proposals required a simple majority and each passed in overwhelming fashion on Monday. Shot clocks and baseball are both planned to begin during the 2022-2023 academic school year. In Big Sky Conference Hoops, a slew of makeup games played out on Monday across the league. In Bozeman, the Montana State women posted a 79-69 win over Idaho after taking 16 days off because of COVID protocols. In her first game since January 1st, Erin White scored 21 points and dished out four assists as MSU moved to 3-2 in league play. In the other Big Sky women's game Monday, Eastern Washington drilled Portland State 68-44. On the men's side, Northern Arizona emerged with a wild 74-72 win over Idaho in Flagstaff. Weber State drilled Idaho State 78-61, and Southern Utah ripped Portland State 86-76. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Hey, what up, Montana? Coulter Nuanez, Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check them out online. Largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Visit NWMS Rocks to check out that inventory. Thanks to Northwest Motorsport. Proudly supporting Nuanez now. The weather's been weird. It's been fluctuating all over the place. But up in the mountains, they get a ton of snow. Lost Trail, they have awesome conditions. There's plenty of powder and more in store. Their all-mountain program has been going for a couple weeks, but you can still sign up. Lost Trail programs focus on safety with small groups based on age and ability levels to get your kids signed up for any sort of ski lesson, any all-mountain program, anything like that, or to find out snow conditions, check out lift ticket prices, all of it. You can go to LostTrail.com. Lost Trail, go for the snow. The University of Montana men's basketball team, (laughs) you you always rejoice when you get to Wednesday and you haven't got a cancellation or a postponement. Uh, when it comes to college hoops, I shouldn't laugh, but it's just getting so tiresome. Um, it's been so tiresome, let's just be honest. But Montana plays Portland State tomorrow night. Uh, as of right now, it's still a go. <laughs> and uh, then they play Northern Arizona on Saturday. And the Bobcats, same deal, but they're at NAU Thursday and then at Portland State on Saturday. About a year ago, when Montana played Portland State, it was sort of the breakout moment. For Robbie Beasley III, he's a a combo guard for the University of Montana men's basketball team, and he hit a game winner from about 25, 26 feet last year against Portland State. And so sort of a return uh, to that memory and sort of the the moment when Beasley sort of broke out. 
he had a pretty good freshman year. He was an outstanding free throw shooter, one of the top free throw shooters in NCAA basketball, and that helped him score some points his freshman year. Uh, but he's taken a, his game up a notch. He sort of struggled shooting the ball in the non-conference, but he's been getting a lot more consistent shooting the ball. He's up to about 40% from the floor, uh, but he is shooting 38% from three, which is very good, uh, especially for a player that, that shoots off the dribble as frequently as he does. And uh, he's had some big games so far in conference play. He led Montana in scoring against Weber State. He had 18 points. And he's averaging 11.5 points per game. The other thing that's been big for Montana is they've been playing him on the ball a little bit, even when Cam Parker's in the game, and that gives them a lot of diversity on offense. So they have several guys they can play on and off the ball because Brandon Whitney can play on and off the ball. Beasley can. Cam Parker can. So that's been interesting to watch evolve uh, for the Grizz basketball team. Montana at Portland State. Tomorrow I caught up with Robbie Beasley this morning. Well, we're sitting down here at Dahlberg Arena. I just watched Robbie Beasley get done with a shooting workout, and it uh, made me think of this great Sports Illustrated article once upon a time. Are you old enough, Robbie, to remember Peja Stoyakovich? Probably not, no. <laughs> so Peja Stoyakovich is a great shooter for the Kings, probably late 90s, so this was probably when you were just a little kid, maybe not even born yet, but uh, he was one of the first great international players. But the article was all about, the writer was saying, Peja was finished his workout just like I was finishing, watching you finish your workout, and uh, Peja told him, hey, I got to make 100 three-pointers before I can do this thing. Well, the writer's like, well, how long is that going to take? He hit 103 pointers and 103 shots. And that was like the beginning of the article. That's how good of a shooter he was. What were you just doing, though? That was kind of like all around the world, right? You're just working on all the different shots? Yeah, so we just do all around the world to just um, warm up. And then at the end of the workouts, me and Flo try to make it more specific to the team we're about to play, especially like the ball screen coverage that they do. And um, P-State, they do a lot of drop coverage, so... If you snake it, you get a mid-range. There's a lot of stuff open. And it's fun because he, like, plays the guard and he tries to block my shot, and it's really fun. So, Robbie Beasley joining us. This is our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Robbie's a sophomore guard for the University of Montana men's basketball team. And to Jay Florence, the assistant coach working about Portland State, the upcoming opponent for the Grizz. And that's an interesting part about uh, college hoops to me, Robbie, is there's a lot more detail than maybe the fans see uh, when you talk about defensive coverages and preps and scouts and stuff like that. Now that you're kind of into the midst of your second year playing college hoops, has that part gotten easier? Was that part hard when you first got to college, just kind of the details that it takes? Yeah, honestly, um, my first year, I was, like, more worried about, like, I was more, like, in my head more a little bit because I was a freshman. And the details of the other team honestly sometimes didn't register in the game because I was so frantic and a little bit out of control. But now, like, the game slowed down, so now I can really pay attention. Like, oh, I know this team's going to ice me, so I can manipulate the ball screen in certain ways. Or a team's going to force me a certain way, so maybe the opposite side corner might be open, stuff like that. The game has sort of slowed down, and I see more of those things. Other than last year where I was like, if I get the ball, well, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to score? Am I going to do this? So that's more of the difference. Well, if, you play, if you're playing D1 hoops, you obviously spent t- so much time growing up playing basketball, but it, it's different at the college level, right? Because even if you are playing just as much, it's totally different in, in just all of the different elements of skill development and prepping for teams and all that. What's the biggest differences, though, to you? Uh, the biggest difference to me probably is just the intensity on defense. Yeah. Um, and the, the attention to detail about you personally, like what your habits are. I feel like scouts, well, you don't really scout, really, in high school and middle school and right. coming up, AU especially, especially, you don't, you don't even know the name of your opponent. But at this level, they know exactly what you're trying to do right. and when you're trying to do it. So it, that makes it even harder, and you got to be even better at what you do in order to be effective in the game.
fun matchup this weekend because it's always pretty fun when Montana plays Portland State. Contrasting styles. I know Portland State has a new coaching staff, but it seems like they're still running a lot of the same up-tempo stuff. They want to press you, pressure you, all that sort of stuff. They're also going to crash the offensive glass, try to get second chance points, all that. But also sort of a cool uh, reunion for you because your first start last year as a true freshman came against Portland State. And oh, by the way, you hit a game winner right at the end. So take us through. I mean, that, that was kind of a breakthrough moment for you as a Grizzly, right? Yeah, I just remember like at the beginning of that game, I think I had like three turnovers in like six possessions. <laughs> right. <in> my, <laughs> and then, so I was obviously a little rattled. But, you know, I had a good game overall. I hit a few threes. I made a few uh, big plays on defense. But I just remember when I when I caught the ball right there, I was like, I just had, like, some, some confidence in me. And it was just, it was crazy to me because, you know, you do that on your first start and you obviously feel good about that and like, get a win at Portland State, which for the past few years, that's been a hard win to get on the road. So it felt really good. Robbie Beasley joins us, our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. And uh, you and your class such a weird experience for you guys because you're coming here and you see campus and, and you, you know what Montana's all about. And then all of a sudden a pandemic hits and everything that they sold you on, <laughs> you can't do it. You can't go out of the cool places in Missoula. You can't play in front of 5,000 fans. And I know it was a really hard year for everybody last year. It was. Uh, it's, it's great to be sitting here with you right now because it was terrible just like getting to know you guys on Zoom calls and yeah. stuff. But this must be so much uh, as, as bad as it was, it must be great and sort of revitalizing for you guys to sort of see you know, what Missoula has to offer with the university Montana has done. Definitely a, a certain feeling that you get, especially during the games, when you could just see fans and you could just see the energy and hear it. Like last year, it, it just felt like it was a scrimmage, you know? It was an empty gym. Right. And like it meant, it still makes it's a game. Like sure. this counts towards our record, but like it, you can't, it, you just don't get the same feeling. Like you can't replicate it. The first game we played in here with fans, I was like, it was just such an exhilarating feeling, just like scoring and like seeing everyone cheering or like making a big play, getting a stop, and the cr- crowd just gets loud, especially against Weber. That was, that was a really loud gym. It was a really fun gym to play in. So that, but that feeling, it's, it's, it's great having fans and having people watch you play and really support you. Haven't covered Grizz Hoops for 15 years now. I've seen it so often, too. So often, the freshman guys, they can take their game to a different level at home because, like you say, sometimes you may be a little nervous, scared, jittery, whatever, but then you make a big play, and the crowd ignites, and it just takes you to another level. You start playing outside your mind, and, and things kind of slow down, and you guys didn't get to experience that, which was was really too bad. But now here we are in Montana. Been pretty good early on in Big Sky Conference play, but you guys haven't played in a, a little while. You had the loss of the Bobcats and Bozeman, and then last week got called off, so you guys have been off for 10, 11 days by the time you guys play against Portland State. What's it been like these last 10 or 11 days? What have you guys been trying to take care of, concentrate on? Well, we've just been trying to, like, tighten things up and, you know, get up and down, especially because we haven't been playing. And if you haven't been playing for a while and you don't really get up and down in the first game, those first few possessions, that win is going to hit you. So we've just been, like, tightening certain things up, certain little details that we might not have been able to do if we were playing because we would worry about our opponent. But since we had, like, a little break, we're able to just focus on little details that we need to uh, work on. Seems like since Big Sky Conference play, too, you guys have been tweaking the lineup a little bit. You've been playing on the ball a little bit more. What do you like about that? Because I know you're comfortable doing that, but, you know, at the college level and playing in this offense, how have you adjusted to that element of it? You know, I, I like playing in the pick and roll because I like yeah. distributing the ball. And um, sometimes that's hard to do when you're off the ball, especially when teams kind of key in on you and deny you the ball. So starting with the ball and like getting in a ball screen and igniting the offense, I like doing that just because I like seeing or making plays on the ball. So I've, I've adjusted just 
you know, getting my handles tighter, making sure people can't don't think they can pick me up 94 and pressure me or bully me off the ball. But I think I've adjusted well, and I like playing like that. So. How else have you seen the, just the rotation and, and uh, just the, sort of the meshing of the team come together here these last couple of weeks? Um, honestly, I think we've been um, really good at adjusting to um, our lineups to the opponents that we play. Like, sometimes we we want to play big and we want a defensive lineup at first. When teams want to just go up and down, we're like, no, we're not going to. We don't want you to get up and down. We want you to play our way. We want you to – it needs to be a grimy game and a, a gutsy game, really. So I think we've adjusted our lineups, and we've adjusted pretty good, like, with our chemistry as well because I know that that's hard when you keep changing lineups when you're playing with different players. Sometimes it's hard for people to get a rhythm, but I think we've adjusted really well. Robbie Beasley joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. It's our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. And we've sort of mentioned Portland State, but what's your overall thoughts on Portland State? Because in this league, there's certain teams that are tough matchups for other teams, or, or I guess it's always a good game when you play other teams. And it seems like Portland State's one of those for you guys because they do have great athletes that can kind of hang with the great athletes here in Montana. So what, what are your thoughts on Portland State as you guys make this road trip? They're going to get into you on defense, and they're going to make you make mistakes, and they're going to make you uh, have second thoughts about everything you do. So you got to play confident and aggressive. And I think last year we didn't really have that. We didn't have that swagger to us. We didn't have that confidence. We didn't have decisiveness. And I think this year it's going to be a lot different because we know where we're trying to get to, and we have confidence in not only ourselves but the other guys surrounding. And I think it's going to be a good game, and I think we're ready. The way that the schedule is going to play out, none of us can predict it. We can't control it. How are you guys approaching it as players, though? Because it's kind of crazy to think the tournament's about seven weeks away, and uh, there's a whole lot of games between now and then. Do you guys think about just the, the grind that this could be, or are you guys just kind of taking it every game as it just comes about? Just every game. You can't really look too far ahead of the future. You can't get ahead of yourself. You just got to focus on your next opponent and win every single game. So, Bobby Beasley joining us here on Grizz Star of the Week. Good luck in Portland, man. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Chris Star of the Week, probably presented by Bob Ward, Sports and Outdoors. Heart of winter right now. Bob Ward always has the best selection when it comes to ski, snowboard gear, outdoor gear for any of your wintertime activities, cross-country skiing, downhill skiing. They also have a great ski selection. Also, though, I like going in there because I'm always dreaming of the summer when I can play golf. I like the winter, too. I love the seasonality of Montana, one of my favorite parts about living here. But I'm always dreaming about golf. Always. I like going in there and checking out the golf stuff, too. Sometimes you get some golf stuff on sale. Very fun. Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors, locally owned and operated for more than six decades, and proud sponsor of the Grizz Star of the Week. You want some wings? How about some hockey tickets? Wing It Wednesday, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Your chance to win a dozen wings. Plus, we got news on the maybe the most awesome promotion we've ever had around here we have all sorts of good stuff so i shouldn't say that i shouldn't rank them because there's all sorts of sweet stuff that we give you all the time this is just very creative but also an opportunity for so many of you to to enjoy the deliciousness that is the despo more details on our 10th anniversary and 10 wings every 10 minutes for the entire month of february keep it right here wait wednesday next ESPN Radio Missoula.
What up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Wednesday means it's a Wing It Wednesday. So, coming up, your opportunity to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Best wings in Missoula. Also, though, your opportunity to win not one, but two four-packs of Grizz hockey tickets. Not one person's going to win two. Two of you are going to win four-packs. You can't win twice, not one day. Actually, you can't even win twice in 30 days. But that's here nor there. Stay tuned. Coming up just a minute, we got Grizz hockey tickets and wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. It's part of our Wing It Wednesday, which we do each Wednesday here during the 4 o'clock hour. On to is now Tucker Sargent, general manager and uh, executive there for the Grizz hockey team. He joined us earlier this week to break down this upcoming matchup and uh, just talk all the way around the world of hockey quickly because we do have to get to it. In the month of February, each Wednesday, we're not giving you one dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. No, every 10 minutes throughout the show, we are giving you an opportunity for 10 wings. So you're going to have to stay tuned, but it should be an awesome giveaway. A total of 800 wings we're going to give away in February in celebration of our 10th anniversary. 10 wings every 10 minutes for the 10th year anniversary of Nuanas Now. Well, college sports are so fascinating because of all the variability in scheduling, but very rare do we have like an elongated Christmas break within the scope of a season. But we do have no fear. Grizz Hockey, on its way back, played a ton of games. Seemed like they were here on ESPN Radio as well as down at the Glacier Ice Rink or somewhere across the Western United States all the time during the fall semester. And they've been off now since mid-December, but Chris Hockey now makes its illustrious return at least to Missoula this weekend. So Tucker Sargent joins us in studio. It's our Chris Hockey segment presented by P Performance Physical Therapy as well as the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Stay tuned. We got Grizz Hockey tickets for you, courtesy of Peak Performance, and we also have a dozen wings, courtesy of the Desperado. Desperado's right there by Glacier Ice Rink. So what an evening. You can go have yourself some wings either before or after the game. Then go check out some Grizz Hockey. Tucker Sargent, general manager, and the guy that helped bring this thing to town in studio with us. So talk about that element of it. I mean, what, what, the the break, what's that like? I mean, <laughs> it's not necessarily uh, easy to monitor your guys and, and all the things, but also probably good to have some time off. No, I think, you know, both of those are absolutely true. Uh, for me personally, it was sort of nice to just have a moment of reprieve after going so, so hard and so fast at the start of the season to get this thing going. Um, it just seemed like every minute we were doing something with Grizz Hockey, and then you just get to take a second to uh, sit back and relax. And I think for the players, too it was it was fairly needed I mean you know they p- played 17 games in the fall semester and just having that time to just take a break let your body recover heal uh you know we, we yeah. were fairly healthy at, at the end of the season but just having that little bit of rest and then you know there's always the concern with the holidays and you know overeating and guys you know falling a little out of shape <laughs> right but, you know we talked to the best of us know, we, we talked to them a lot about the break and you know having to maintain that and for the most part they did when when guys came back you know the first practice we skated them pretty hard and you could there were some guys dogging it but it only took about one for people to jump back in and, and get back into form well that's the f- the fun part about this too though is there is a lot of uh, self-accountability from the athletes right i mean that's true for all college sports, but the fact that the structure of this team, a lot of the times the, the fitness and all that stuff is a lot of times on the guys, right? Well, it, it, it is to a degree. I mean, you know, we have mandatory workouts sure. that the guys are yeah. doing, and, and uh, you know, our ice times are only a couple times a week, but they're they're out there working out every day. So, 
Um, they've they've built where we built them a pretty good schedule to maintain and, and gave them something to go home with. So, yeah, I mean, there's personal accountability. But, you know, that's an easy thing because guys want to perform. And sure. you know, the, the ones that are in better shape are going to be out there quicker and more often. So, you know, there is an incentive for them to maintain that level of conditioning. Well, a lot of these guys, too, I mean, they are playing because they love the game, right? I mean, that, right. that's... And a lot of them did continue to play through break. You know, well, there was different holiday tournaments they jumped in. They played with some high school buddies, alumni games at other places, you know, where they're from. So it's not like they were totally off the ice. I mean, you play hockey, it's it's in your blood, and, and you you tend to do it as much as you can. Tucker Sargent in studio with us here on Nuanas Dow ESPN Radio. You're a little sore from playing some hockey this yeah, weekend, right? I played a right? lot of hockey this weekend. <laughs> I played every night from Wednesday through yesterday, and uh, it, it takes a toll. Now, these kids can handle it a little better than I can. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that you just you can't give up. Well, we're not we we don't have the special juice that Tom Brady's been drinking in the morning. So, oh, yeah, get to man, I need that pliability, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I was thinking about this the other day, though. Tucker is a a New England native and a big time Patriots fan, and uh, I would say sorry for your loss on Saturday. But watching the Patriots get whipped is just it's, oh, it, was, it was a full on butt whooping. It's it was, such an <laughs> anomaly; it never happens. So I don't feel sorry as much as like I was just impressed the Patriots made the playoffs. I thought the fact they rolled the dice on Mac Jones and and. Uh, I think if you step back, the season yeah. was fine. You know, it, it, I mean, or, for it, someone that's not invested in the team whatsoever, I thought they had a good year. Yeah, I, mean, they I thought did. they were and good there, at times. There was a lot of bright spots and knowing that like this wasn't a Super Bowl year. But do they have a foundation they can build off of? Yeah, I think they do. Now, the division's gotten a lot harder with what Buffalo's doing. It, it Josh used to Allen, be, it looks untouchable. Yeah. I mean, it used to be point. six straight wins in division for the, for I mean, the people uh, are talking about, Patriots. Know, and Patrick Mahomes is, you know, sort of the, the class of the AFC right now, but Watching Josh Allen, you know, what he did last year, getting him to the AFC and where he, he and how he's played towards the end of this season, particularly against the Patriots, I think that, you know, the argument could be made that Allen is right in the same class as where Mahomes is right now. I mean, when he's at his best, he's definitely one of the best in the league. There's no question about it. I know that uh, Gr- the Grizz hockey schedule's yeah, been back to hockey. <laughs> the Grizz hockey schedule's been sort of in flux. Uh, so I, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Did you guys have games against Eastern Washington this last weekend? We, we went to Eastern Washington, and then our good friend Omicron popped up on the Eastern right. Washington campus, and they uh, they had enough kids test positive where they couldn't play the game so we took a little sojourn to cheney checked it out spent the night and came back home so we did not beautiful those, place yeah great great, great destination <laughs> yeah it's a nice little road trip go to the safeway <laughs> it's a hop and happen in place stay at a holiday and there's like two <laughs> two establishments in town so uh unfortunately so games funny, were not every- played but to eastern's credit because they couldn't play, they gave us their rank, and we were able to get oh, out cool. there. Oh, cool. So we got some practice So in. we got to practice. It That's was pretty – we, we made it fun for the players. You know, we just did our own – we split the team up, did a scrimmage. They had a good time and just sort of a loose skate that night. Um, beautiful facility there. Can't say enough about the Eastern program and what they put on. But unfortunately, you know, when Omicron rears its head and, you know, you've got so – like, there's just a point at which you can't play a game safely. You know, you can't say, oh, well, we have eight guys. We're just going to go for it. I mean, right. And then you're risking injury. So I understand where Eastern was at. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's the nature of sports right now, and everyone's dealing with it. This is not unique. So, you know, by by now, we're just like, it's expected this stuff happens and how you deal with it. So this, this coming uh, weekend will be our first actual games back, providing nothing else happens. Um, Friday night, we're going to Bozeman to play Montana State, and then we're doing a home-and-home home with them. So then Saturday, they're coming back here uh, for our second-to-last home game, and, and this should be an extra special one. Uh, it's been a long time. Guys are excited, and we, uh, we're we making a big deal of this one. It's our last home bout with MSU, um, and we really want to honor 
where hockey has started, where it's, you know, it's began its roots in the late seventies, early eighties in Montana with the, you know, guys from the university starting it out. So we actually have some special throwback Grizz jerseys and the old yeah. school colors we're, we're going to bust out. No one's seen them yet. Not even the players. So it's, it's going to, they're cool. It's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a good look. And I think it should get people pretty fired up to see the old copper and gold come out for one time and just kind of honor the tradition of where hockey started in Montana. Tucker Sargent in studio with us, former co-host of this show, but also heavily involved in both Grizz Lacrosse and Grizz Hockey. Grizz Lacrosse coming up a little sooner than we want to uh, believe, right? Yeah, it is, man. It's right around the corner. February 5th is wow. our first game, and we're heading out to Corvallis and playing Oregon State. Well, so. at least you're not playing in Montana on February 5th. That sounds um, sort of tenuous. But Grizz Hockey back home uh, this weekend, Saturday night. The uh, traditional colors game, and even the tickets are copper and gold. You want to go watch Cat Grizz, Grizz Cat, whatever you want to call it, at the Glacier Ice Rink, Saturday night, 8 p.m. Call us right now. we got four tickets for you to the Grizz Hockey Return, the start of the second part of the home slate of the season, Saturday night, 8 p.m., Glacier Ice Rink, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us right now. Caller number four. We have four tickets for you to Saturday night's Grizz Hockey game. And stay tuned. Just uh, about five minutes away, We'll give you a chance to win some wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill as well. That's again, 406-888-1029. Call us right now, call number four. We got four pack of tickets to the Grizz hockey game for you. Tuck, uh, Montana State's a well-established program, so what sort of scout coming into this game? Uh, sort of a, a challenging opponent to sort of uh, get back in the swing of things for the second half of this season. Absolutely, and that's that's what we want. Uh, I mean, I, we've played them a number of times, um, so I, I think at this point we have a good idea of who we who they are. Uh, what they don't know, and if they're listening to this, they'll find out, but we've, we've actually added a number of players, or a couple new players, high-caliber players over the for the spring semester to finish out the season. So Ooh, I think little mid-year transfers? We've got a couple mid-year transfers. Uh, Some ringers? Yeah, one guy, uh, Josh Chamberlain, coming over from... Uh, he was going to school back in uh, New Hampshire at New England College and decided, felt the calling to come home. And then uh, we got Owen Lee, who uh, Bruins fans will remember that name, one of the stud players from the Missoula Bruins. Um, uh uh, Canadian by birth and uh, was looking at some other options and just sort of the way the world worked, we were able to pull him back to Missoula as well. So I think that people should be excited about uh, the additions to the roster and what that's done to the team. And, you know, we're a very different looking team from where we were at the start of the season. So it's been awesome to see the growth of it. And truthfully, part of the reason these guys are here is because the fans of Missoula have made this such a destination totally. to yeah. play that these guys have seen on camera and heard from guys that they know in town about the program and what they're seeing and you know they're saying missoula is the destination i want to be so again thanks to the fans for making all these games such a raucous and fun environment that you know we are landing some big fish coming to missoula and it's only going to get better tucker Sargent in studio here on nuana's now espn radio as well as swx montana television last question for you, you mentioned that uh, maybe you look a little bit different both in personnel but also maybe in style what sort of things have you added i mean i not to I guess, uh, ruin the surprise or ruin the scout for Montana State? Because I know, you know, there's millions of people listening to this show Well, one right of the now. big things we've been working on is uh, just getting more scoring chances in five-on-five five scenarios, good. just even situations. Our power play has been really good, and our odd man breaks, we've, we've been able to capitalize on that. We've got some really good finishers. But one of the areas where I feel that the team can continue to develop is just on even situation and, and scoring opportunities in that. So we spent a lot of time in developing that. And part of that's just coming through chemistry, um, you know, and, and adding some guys who understand that can 
uh, you know, make scoring chances happen with the players when you're in an even man situation. So been spending a lot of time just chemistry, and that builds over the season. Um, and with the two additions of guys who've been in this scenario in, at higher levels is uh, is going to really help the just the depth of the the lineups. And you know, we're looking at as a, a very deep team going into this final push for the playoffs. Well, how about more uh, opportunities to go to this Chris hockey game Saturday night? We do four more tickets plus we're going to pair them with some Desperado wings as well. That's a great prize. You go have a dozen wings, Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. I'm always going down there because I love the place anyways. Brian's my guy. He's I spend a lot of time there. Oh, this yeah. weekend we were Oh yeah. We ate our fair share. That's right. Uh but uh, my new thing though is my brother lives right up by uh, right up Hillview, right past the Despo and his kids are loving the wings too. So I've just been going and picking some up on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. take them up, feed the kids some lunch. Mom's then lets us, you know, watch you, football all afternoon. It's pretty good. You know, it's a, a, one of the the things you don't hear about much over there. It just knocks it out of the park, though. Mac and cheese bites. Ooh, I see. I was looking at those the other day. I was thinking I need to try something new here because yeah. I always just Give crush wings shot. and fries. Especially if you're bringing them up to a little kid. Oh, yeah. You are going to be a hero. Well, how about we send you to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill plus the Grizz Hockey Game. Call us right now. Call number 3-406-888-1029. We got four tickets to the Grizz Hockey Game, Saturday night, 8 p.m., Glacier Ice Rink. And we also got a dozen wings, the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Have yourself an awesome evening. Go hit up the Despo and then hit up Glacier Ice Rink. Go watch Cat Grizz, Grizz Cat, whatever you want to call it, hockey style at the Glacier Ice Rink. Tucker Sargent in studio with us for the first time in 2022. He'll also be back next week for some more Grizz hockey action. And he'll be back in the month of February, not only to talk some Grizz lacrosse, but also, this is crazy, it's the 10th anniversary of ESPN next month. So wow. we are going to be doing a commemorating uh, little series. I've only been a part of this for half the time. I've only been uh, on board since 2017, but uh, we're going to have a, a series of good stories for you. Tuck will tell some of his memories from back in the day. We're also going to have Ryan Tutel, uh, one of our other uh, founding fathers here at ESPN Missoula, Tommy Evans, and uh, maybe even a couple uh, surprise guests including somebody maybe you've never heard from on the radio before. And I promise you, if we get her to do it, you'll never hear from her on the radio again either. (laughs) But either way, stay tuned for that. But, Chuck, we'll see you next week, man. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks. Hope to see you at the rink. There you go. We get Wednesday, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Congratulations to our winner. And starting in two weeks, each Wednesday for the month of February, 10 wings every 10 minutes in commemoration of our 10th anniversary. We'll keep reminding you, And stay tuned for that. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Jerome Sowers, the new head coach for the Montana State Northern Lights, joins us next for our ESPN Roundtable. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get 
commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.